Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Another But Sports with Kent Sterling for Monday, March 2nd, 2020. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, he's the only dentist I've gone to the last 26 years. He's the only dentist I'm going to go to for the next 26, all right? I don't tell you this because I'm trying to do him a solid. I'm trying to do you a solid. I want you to live a better life through improved dental health. Call Dr. Mike O'Neill, 317 849 2933. Pacers, two point favorites tonight at San Antonio going up against the Spurs. Spurs, not bad. They're 25 and 33 overall. They're 15 and 13 at home. The Pacers, 15 and 14 on the road. This good matchup made a little bit easier for the Pacers because Lamarcus Aldridge is not going to play, according to reports. That game, 8 30 tonight on Fox Sports Indiana. Hey, the uh, the question of who in Indiana is going to make the NCAA tournament is sort of making the rounds, and right now it's it's up in the air. We don't know who, if anybody's going to make the tournament. We would suspect that Butler is in good position to make the tournament, and we'll go over the bracketology in a minute, but it looks like Butler is solidly in the field, even if they lose their last two. Now, losing on Wednesday night to St. John's at Henkel Fieldhouse, that would hurt their seeding. Right now, the seeding, Joe Lenardi's got them as a seven in the East playing Oklahoma. Mike DeCourcy has them as a five playing against Stephen F. Austin, and Jerry Palm at CBS Sports has Butler a six in the West playing the winner of a play-in game. Is Indiana in? Right now they're in. Right now they've got a bye. In the front, they don't have to go to Dayton and play the play-in game. Lenardi has Indiana as a 10 seed going up against Houston. How much fun would it be to kick Kelvin Sampson's ass and Houston? I would love for that to happen. That is supposed to be in the Midwest. That's kind of interesting, and if it comes to pass, that would be fun because if Indiana could beat Houston and then win that second-round game, they would play what turns out to be kind of a default home game on neutral court, but in Indianapolis, that would be kind of fun. There would be a lot of uh, cream and crimson in the crowd as they would watch that regional. Um, and then, uh, let's see, DeCourcy's got him a nine seed against West, uh, West Virginia 
And uh, Palm's got him a 10 seed going up against Marquette in the East. I don't like the people who are saying that Indiana's got to go West. We know that never goes well for Indiana, does it? Have they ever gone to like the Sweet 16 out of the West? I cannot remember them doing that. I I can remember a bunch of times Indiana being assigned West and all of a sudden, you know, that's one and done or two and done. It's unlikely they're going to go to the Sweet 16 if they make the tournament anyway. But you know what? We like to plan in advance, and we like to plot a hopeful course for the Hoosiers, right? Purdue, uh, Lunardi's got them as a next four out. So not first four out, but next four out. So that game tomorrow night at Iowa, absolutely enormous for the Boilermakers. And then that final home game this weekend against Rutgers at Mackey Arena. Purdue's got to win out. They got to win both those games, and maybe then they squeak their way into the tournament, depending on what teams ahead of them do. What they've got to do, though, is they've got to win those two games, and maybe you've got to win a game in the Big Ten tournament in order to punch your ticket to go to the NCAAs. What's Indiana got to do? Indiana's got home games against Minnesota and Wisconsin. Going on the road, like the game yesterday, a one-point loss at Illinois. Indiana's grade, according to Ken Palm, actually went up. They went from like a 15.3 to a 15.53, and they lost. All right, but that's not going to be the case for any of these next two games at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. If Indiana craps the bed during either of those games, they got problems. And I'm telling you, man, you know, uh, Minnesota lost to Wisconsin, and so Minnesota's out. Minnesota has really no path to the NCAA tournament, which means they can play kind of fear-free basketball as they roll into Assembly Hall on Wednesday night. Indiana, and they've played close games, right? You look at Minnesota, especially over the last month, when they've gotten beat, it's been kind of a tight contest, especially the last two. So if Minnesota... If they come to Bloomington on Wednesday night and that game is close, we've seen what Indiana has done against Maryland and against Illinois at Illinois. One game losses, both of those games, Indiana gacked them up over the last minute of the game. Is that coaching? Is that guys not understanding the need to kind of stick the dagger in the heart and twist it? at the end of the game, and continue to execute with a clear mind and a quiet mind? I don't know. It looks like Archie Miller, not clear-minded, not quiet-minded on the sidelines. Maybe that kind of transfers, that attitude transfers to the players who are on the court. Um, But on Wednesday night, Indiana's going to have another chance. All right, And then if they win that game on Saturday, they're going to have yet another chance. If they win both those games, they go to the NCAA tournament. If they lose both those games, they're likely out. If they split those games, if they beat Minnesota and lose to Wisconsin, are they in? Are they out? It would probably depend on what they would do in Indianapolis. Do they deserve to be in? Well, when you ask that question, as Dan Dockich did on his show today, Does Indiana belong in the NCAA tournament? That's a great question, but first you've got to establish the criteria for getting in. Is it NET ratings? Is it Ken Palm? What is it that determines whether you're good to go in the NCAA tournament and you get your ticket punched? If it's an ability to win a national championship, no. Indiana does not have the ability at all to win six games in a row. Even against lesser competition, they're not going to put together six straight wins. 
Indiana is not going to win the tournament. This is what happens when you expand the field to 68 teams. When you go to 68 teams, all of a sudden, you're not just inviting teams that could potentially win the NCAA tournament. You're inviting teams that have no chance, a middle of the road, a sub-500 potentially team in their conference, you're inviting them to the national championship tournament because, hey, you got 68 holes to fill. You got Somebody's got to go. You can't just bring 60. You can't bring 50. You can't bring 80 either if there are 80 teams that you think have a remote possibility of winning the damn tournament. No team outside the top eight seeds Right, so I mean eighth seeds, one through eight. So you're talking about 32 teams. No team like that has ever, outside that, has ever won the NCAA tournament. So you could you could knock this field down to 32 quite easily and not affect what happens at the end of the tournament. At the end of the tournament, you're going to have a team that is going to be one of the 32 best in the nation. And that is virtually assured. Maybe one day, uh, a 12 seed, an 11 seed, we've seen them get to the final four. We've never seen one cut down the nets and hang a banner, though. Where is Indiana right now? What are they? And where are they going? You got a class coming in. You've got a class leaving, right, with Devontae Green and Deron Davis. You got a class coming in with Jordan Geronimo, Anthony Leal, and uh, Trey Galloway. Got those guys coming in. Maybe a uh, grad transfer, and this is why it was smart for Archie to bank those scholarships. They've got some flexibility. So what is Indiana? Are they going to get better next year? I think they do get better next year. I think it's addition by subtraction. Hate to say that about Deron Davis and about uh, Devontae Green, but I think you become a better team with those guys cycling out. Who comes back? That's an interesting question. Are you going to have transfers who bounce out? Are there guys who are like, you know what, this has been fun, but I want to go someplace where you're almost guaranteed to win. I'd kind of dig that. Are you going to have that kind of attrition? If you don't, Indiana's going to be pretty damn good. I mean, you start putting together what that team's going to look like on the floor, assuming Trace Jackson Davis is going to be back, and he is going to be back. You've got the same starting lineup, and you've got guys coming off the bench just as they are right now. You've got really, if you've got a 10-man rotation, you've got eight of those guys absolutely returning, and then you're adding another three, and those eight are going to become better. They're going to improve over the course of the offseason. They're going to physically mature, and Indiana is going to be a better team next year, I'm telling you. They have become better. The three years that Archie has coached, they've gone from here to there and then higher yet. Now, it's not been an enormous improvement every year, but there has been steady improvement from year to year to year. Next year, you're going to see improvement. Maybe Christian Lander from Evansville Rice. Maybe he reclasses. If he does, then as a freshman, he's going to learn the college game. He's going to be in the weight room more often than he would have been at Wright. And so there's a guy who's the 11th ranked guy in the class of 2021, or I think now the 9th ranked guy in the class of 2021, who is going to come to Bloomington and is going to help that team play. Supposed to be a smart player. He's an Indiana kid. We like that. Archie has closed the borders. And he is keeping Indiana kids at Indiana. And if you can continue to do that 
with guys like the Kaufman kid down at Silver Creek and Caleb First up at Fort Wayne Blackhawk, you got a real chance to build something special in Bloomington. And Archie Miller might be in the process of doing exactly that. Uh, Like I said, Purdue to get in the tournament, it's a long shot. They definitely have to win at Iowa tomorrow. I think that they're, oddly, I, I think that Indiana is probably not one of the top 35, what is it, 36 teams, 37 teams uh, are, are at large teams that are invited to the tournament. You've got the conference champions, and then you've got the at-large teams. I think Purdue is a better team than Indiana is, but Purdue right now, because of their resume, because of their record, they're on the outside looking in, and I think definitely they have got to beat Iowa tomorrow night. Butler, I think, is in no matter what they do. They could lose the next two and lose in the first round of the Big East tournament, and I think they still get in. They needed a win on uh, either Saturday against DePaul, they got that win, or against St. John's to kind of affirm their spot in the tournament, and they did exactly that. So uh, we've answered that question, haven't we? Um, What did we learn from the NFL scouting combine that just wrapped up? I don't think we learned a damn thing. I don't know what the teams learn. I'm sure they learned something during the course of the medical evaluations as well as the interviews that take place, that they uh, engage in with the athletes. But I think watching guys run, you know, 10-yard shuttles and watch them run in the 40 and throw and catch and that kind of stuff, I don't think you get a lot out of that. Maybe they do. I, I don't know. I, I think that you can, you can kind of rig the system, right, at the combine. You can train for months to get your 40 time as quick as it can be. That's not going to help you play better at football, right? We saw what Philip Dorsett did at the Combine. He was greased lightning, man. And what is he as a football player? Here he was a bust with the Patriots, unless you're watching a lot of highlights of Tom Brady as he's now entering free agency or will soon. You know what? Uh, Philip Dorsett has, as a former first-round guy, he showed himself to be a Combine warrior, but not much on the football field, and you get a lot of guys like that. What the the thing that it continues to propel conversation uh, on the Talking Head show, you know, the Yackers, they keep talking about Philip Rivers and how he fits in Indianapolis, and I have no idea what they're talking about. I keep trying to figure it out. Like, what has Chris Ballard absolutely not done at all in his three years running the show for the Colts? He has done nothing sexy. Nothing. When he goes out and signs a free agent, rarely have anybody but real hardcore football fans heard of these guys, right? Whether it's Jabal Sheard or Danico Autry, you know what? You, he's not going to get in the sexy guys who signed within the first 72 hours of the opening of free agency ever. Rarely have we heard their names, like I said. Philip Rivers, we've heard his name. Here are some facts about Philip Rivers. It's going to cost about $20 million a year for him to come play someplace. The Colts are already on the hook for $12.5 million in dead cap money if they let Jacoby Brissett go. If they keep Brissett, they're on the hook for $16 million to Brissett, and his cap money approaches $20 million a year. That's what you're dealing with. If you've got to sign Philip Rivers for twenty. And then you've got Brissett at another 16 in cash, 20 
in cap space, and then you go out and draft a quarterback of the future. Holy crap, have you exerted a whole lot of equity and invested a whole lot of resources in that quarterback position. That is not what he does. He does not invest in declining assets. That's not Chris Ballard. Is Philip Rivers as bad as he was last year in Los Angeles? You can make the argument that he wasn't, that he didn't have a lot of weapons, he had a porous offensive line, all of that stuff. Granted, But he's 38. He's going to be 39 in December. This is a guy who, that team was 5 and 11. And over the last four years, minus one where they went to the playoffs, that team really hadn't been very good. The the Chargers actually, over the course of the last decade, are under 500 with Phillip Rivers starting every game. Their aggregate record over those 10 years, 77 and 83 with Phillip Rivers as a starting quarterback. You want to bring that guy in here at the age of 38, about to be 39, and say, you know what? Here are the keys to the car. Go get us some wins. Are you crazy? Does Chris Ballard look like a total lunatic? There is no chance that the Indianapolis Colts bring in Phillip Rivers. Now, if you want to talk about Tom Brady, that's a little bit different because Tom Brady can still win you football games. 43 years old that guy's going to be this coming season. He can still win you football games. Don't get that twisted. I don't care how old that guy is. If you Now, if you got to pay $35 million to go get him, that's crazy talk. That is a lot of money, and, and over what period of time? Are you talking about three years, $100 million with like 60 guaranteed? That sounds crazy. I think it's much more likely that what Ballard tries to do is go find a guy in the draft that they can kind of plug and play. If Justin Herbert is still uh, available at 13, if uh, Jordan Love is still available at 13, maybe you go out and get those guys. Then you've got the quarterback on the rookie contract for the first few years of his career, and you can allocate cap resources elsewhere. That's smart. What Chris Ballard does time and time and time again is a smart thing. It'll be interesting to see what he does once free agency opens up. I think he can negotiate beginning two weeks from today, and then they get to start signing guys 16 days from today. That is going to be interesting. Uh, Samson Jones running back for the Indiana Hoosiers. He was a freshman last year and uh, one of those four-star recruits that Indiana rarely gets. He has entered the transfer portal. So his name's in the transfer portal along with a Ronnie Walker who was a running back or is a running back. Ivory Winters, another running back and Colt Guest, another running back. Uh, That in addition to Coy Cronk, the offensive tackle, who's going to wind up playing for Iowa, and Peyton Ramsey, who started at quarterback the majority of the games uh, as Michael Penix went down with an injury. Peyton Ramsey's down to three. He's got three kind of finalists for his services. Those are Boston College, Northwestern, and Michigan State. What is going on in Bloomington? If I'm Fred Glass, I want to know. So I'm conducting exit interviews with the guys who go into the transfer portal and are saying adios to Indiana. In fact, I do that regardless of the sport. If you've got a women's field hockey player who's uh, leaving 
IU, I want to know why that person is dissatisfied with their experience. Not that it's necessarily a coach deal. Not that this with football is necessarily a Tom Allen deal. But I want to know why we're losing athletes that we spent a lot of resources gathering, and especially grad transfers, right? Like Peyton Ramsey, who's been an IU kid for years, and Koi Kronk, who's been an IU kid for years. Like A, a guy like Samson, I kind of get. He, he's rolling out after one year. You know what? The, the math just didn't work out for him. He didn't get a lot of run. Maybe IU was real honest with him and said, look, you know, unless something spectacular happens, and there's, there's kind of a sea change here in Indiana, you're not going to get a whole lot of snaps at running back. So maybe you want to think about transferring. I got no problem with that. But if these are kids who are like, hey, uh, Tom Allen dot, 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 something. And if that's a consistent message coming back to the athletic director, you have got to work with your coach to somehow – uh, become more, I don't know, more either approach it, whatever the problem is, you correct that problem because that's just good management. If, if you're in middle management and you have a lot of your staff turnover, your boss really owes it to the operation to interview those people on their way out the door and find out why they're leaving. A lot of times, it's a personality conflict. A lot of times, you know what? The grass is greener on the other side of the fence. A lot of times, it's money. In college football, there are certain criteria that you want to explore, and it's good for Indiana to know exactly where they stand with their coach and with their kids and why people are leaving. This has been a really strange offseason. Peyton Hendershot suspended indefinitely. From the team, what's going on with Indiana football coming off that four or eight and four regular season where they qualify for their first Florida Bowl ever? What is going on with Indiana football? I think it's a righteous question to ask given the number of guys who are now look, it's not like Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers seems like half their damn athletes have uh, have put their names in the transfer portal in football. And uh, you know what? That that's a problem. With Tom Allen, these are just kind of, these are, uh, we know these guys. We know Coy Cronk. We know Peyton Ramsey. We know Cole Guest. We know Samson Jones. We know those guys. We've talked to those guys. They're, you know, these aren't like down uh, down the depth chart guys. We have no idea who the hell they are, right? Why are they leaving? Good question. This has been Sports Another but Sports. I cannot wait for the Pacers game tonight. I can't wait for Purdue tomorrow night. Cannot wait for the Hoosiers taking on Minnesota Wednesday and Butler taking on St. John's. Great week of basketball. And then Wednesday, the Big Ten tournament starts, and that's going to be fantastic. The Big Ten women's basketball tournament. The following week, it's the men's tournament. This is a great chunk of this two-year period of time, year and a half to two years, is unbelievable in the city of Indianapolis, hosting all kinds of events, and rightly so, because nobody does it better than the city of Indianapolis. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Kent, bright and early, at 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, about 8.15 on Periscope Live, which is also on Twitter. It's a show so nice, we do it twice. Can't wait to talk to you then. Join me. 
I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.